Hello, welcome to the When Wrestlers Back. Uh... <laughs> I'll fucking do this and shake the thing. Do you want these? No. Did anyone actually hear that over the <laughs> fucking cacophony? <laughs> yeah. Shove that up your ass. Well, next episode, that's going to be playing for the whole way through, so <laughs> you better get used to it. Yeah, I'll shove that so far up your ass every time you fart. It'll make that noise. Cool. <laughs> that's very classy, Vicol. I know. So. <laughs> but we've just watched a documentary about Santa Claus's... Santa Claus's? Santa Claus's. Yeah, um, <clears throat> called Call Me Santa from 2014. This was quite an interesting film. It starred Mick Foley as a Santa... One of, uh, what, five or six Santas, I think, they followed? Yeah, about that. Yeah. Um, there was basically... I mean, the story arcs that struck me were depressing Santa. That was skint Santa, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Gay Santa. Yeah. Swinger Santa. New York Santa. New York Santa, which one was he? He was the one who had sort of like a sort of darker beard. He the, was the one who wanted to become a um, barbecue cooker thing. Is he the one who changed his name to Santa Claus? No, actually. Oh, so but there was... I think that one... It was New York Santa who changed his name to Santa Claus. The other one was Chicago Santa. Oh, Chicago Santa was uh, the, the mentor ah. that Mick Foley went to visit. There were lots of Santas, anyway. There were lots lots of Santas. Um, and then there was Wrestling Santa, of course. Of course. Which is uh, the Mick Foley. And to be honest, I, I thought he was the lesser Santa in this. He was the least eccentric of the lot, wasn't he? Yeah. Mick Foley. Let's put this in perspective. Mick Foley was the least eccentric. The man who threw himself off a 20-foot cage. Yeah, yeah. The one with the, who lost his ear in a match with uh, Big Van Vader. and He was the least eccentric in this. The one who likes to shove his hands into people's mouths. Yeah, he was the least eccentric. <laughs> yeah. The depressing storyline, which was Skint Santa. Yeah. He was, what, a guy who lived in his daughter's basement yeah it was you ever seen the um or read the play death of a salesman yes i was at school at some point in you my were life. at school at some point but yeah um just someone who gets too old to do his job effectively so they sack him and he can't get another job mm. but he he looks like santa so he's a santa but all these santas i think one of them realized he looks a bit like santa so he grew his beard out and um, a lot of them just made a um, concerted effort to look like Santa. Mm. And they all belong to the, um, oh, what's their organisation the, the Fraternal Brotherhood of Real Bearded Santas. That's the one. So this depressing Santa also, as you say, was skint Santa. So he spent most of his year living on social security and then um, made 10 grand <laughs> in the month over... December, I suppose that's a month, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and um, that was quite good. That was enough to get him his own uh, trailer in a trailer park at the end. He was a grumpy bastard throughout. He was, but, you know, life had been crap to him. I mean, at the end, you got him sitting alone in an American diner. That was depressing. That was depressing. On Christmas Day. On Christmas Day, having a coffee and a Christmas dinner, driving home, being miserable... But then, you know, it seemingly works out for him. Yeah. Kind of. He does get a lot of joy from being Santa for a bit. And then it's over. And then he's just a bitter, depressed man for the rest of the year who can't get a job. So that was that was a nice storyline. That was a nice and uplifting one. Yep, there was Gay Santa. Gay Santa. He now, was always crying. He was my favourite. <laughs> I really like Gay Santa. 
What was his title? How how did it become Santa? We need to rewind. He, he's, his backstory was he was married, his wife passed away, and then he realised he was a gay man, so um, became a bear. And what a bear is, is basically a, he described it as a husky, hairy gay man. <laughs> yeah. Basically, he attends this convention every year called the Texas Bear Roundup, <laughs> which is where other like-minded men, like bodied and haired men, <laughs> more's, more's the point, or people who are, are interested in having sex with men of that ilk, meet up. This is the thing. There were people there. There were chaps in chaps, you know what I mean? Chaps yeah. wearing leather chaps and kind of slave accoutrement, let's yeah. say. <laughs> but this guy, so he's, he's big, he's hairy, he's got a big beard, he's also... What, in his 60s? He celebrates his 71st birthday. Wow. Okay, he was older than I thought then. He had a big white beard, and so he was a polar bear. He won the title. They were looking for somebody to have the title of Mr. Polar Bear. Yeah. And he won it. And so there was lo- like, <laughs> it was a great comment where he says something along the lines of, lots of people have um, called me up to take photographs of me posing, and <laughs> some of them have been, ended up in magazines. Others haven't. <laughs> I want to know what happens to those ones. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> You know, personal collections and all that. But this guy was in Texas as well. Yeah, and he, he was an antiques dealer. So. And he's alive. Yeah, and he, he he's also a Santa Claus. He had a long-term internet boyfriend yep. called Alex. Alex. And um, they cried a lot. He cried at least seven times during this. I mean, bless him. That's was, all I can he say. Was, he was really sweet. Like, was. You know what I mean? Out of all the people... In this programme, he was the one who you just thought, aww. <laughs> he had this long-term boyfriend who lived in Colorado, which is miles and miles away. 700 miles, they say. Yeah. So they have a long-distance thing. They don't see each other. And he, he apparently calls him, like, ten times a day and they have, like, really soppy conversations. And they went to see each other. And one of the things that upset him was that he was at the Texas Bear Roundup and Alex couldn't make it. Alex promised he'll be there next year. He'll be there next year. And at the notes at the end, Alex couldn't make it. Yeah. I I fear that their story goes downhill. It also said at the end that he has yet to relocate. Very sad. So that was a bittersweet storyline. You know, he loved being Santa, enjoyed being a bear, and I've I've learned far too much and seen too much (laughs) about the bear community for for my liking, but there we go. There Um, was um, grumpy graphic designer Santa... Which one was he? He was the um, the one who designed fire sprinkler systems. Okay, yeah. And yeah. he was unhappy that he works in the construction industry. That's why he branched out into doing food. And one of the th- foods that he makes looks... and Well, it you, you say it first and you think, oh, then you say it again and you think, that's am- got to be amazing. Yeah, that, <laughs> deep fried pulled pork ravioli. Yeah. I mean, deep fried ravioli, then you think... Actually, that'd work. That'd work, yeah. Pulled pork, it's like, oh, that sounds delicious. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Where do we get some? He he didn't really have much of a storyline now, to be honest. No, and Um, you find out at the end he still works, but he's trying more and more to get his food off. Yeah. So, well, good luck. Good luck to him. Yeah. um, Keep reaching for the stars. There was the swinger Santa, and now this goes back to the fraternal brotherhood of... um, 
bearded Santa Clauses. Yeah. <laughs> they meet up every, was it summer, every June, I think? Maybe? Yeah, every June. Yeah. Which, um, it does make sense. That's the quietest time of the year. Yeah. You'd think January would be, really. Yeah. No, January have got all the um, fallout from Christmas. And I suppose auditing and mm. inventories and invoicing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Then tax returns. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Didn't it say that, like, about 80 people from across the America go to this thing? Yeah, but the um, organisation, um, I don't know how you feel about research, but it's got 800 and about 850 members. 10% serious. They basically meet up, eat food, talk about being Santa. It seemed that one of the people who was on the... I suppose... He, uh, I think he was quite high up on the committee. Yeah, yeah, I think he was one of the organisers. He was very Christian and had an issue with the fact that one of the Santas was a swinger and ran a swinger bar. We, we got a little tour of the swinger bar. Yeah. And he was on a bit too much of a tour. <laughs> what was it he called it? There was like a viewing area. Orgy something or other. Oh, yeah, the orgy bar, basically. The orgy bar, yeah. yeah. No, there was a great sign that was like, no nudity at the oh, buffet. You know what, I'm just going to keep doing that while you're talking about it, because I don't want to relive it. <laughs> It's all a bit grubby, let's say, yeah. a bit but, seedy. You know, I liked how much detail I went into with it, no nudity at the buffet. Yeah. And it, it, it was right, I mean, you know, if you're going to have clothes on at some point, it's got to be there at yeah. least. Yeah, it's unhygienic to have your meat and two veg when you're trying to get your meat and two veg, isn't it, sir? <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> you love it, Colin, really. You love the jokes. More where that came from, don't you worry. Yeah, so... The debate was, is having a swinger Santa bringing down the Santa community? Yeah, and so it was the head of the person who was making a decision. You never find out the decision. No, no, that was unresolved. That was mm. unresolved. I mean, that's fine. You I know, mean, having a few storylines to leave you guessing. Swinger Santa was saying that, you know, he knows some Jewish Santas, Muslim Santas, gay Santas, atheist Santas. So he says he doesn't see why it's an issue as long as it doesn't interfere with him being Santa. Yeah, what's a person's individual sex life got to do with how well you can um, be Santa? Obviously, I think if you're a paedophile, that's your sexuality. Uh, I hope you won't play the paedophile card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's I usually think, me who says the inappropriate yeah, things yeah, no, but I'm just and thinking, then you end up editing it out. Yeah, if you are a paedophile and a Santa, I think that's a line. I think that's a given, really. <laughs> I think it was good because it got them talking about, you know, what what's acceptable, what's what's not for a Santa Claus. And the guy who was the head Santa was a bit a bit worried, a bit weird about it. But hopefully hopefully he'll he'll learn and embrace the love. But not obviously free love. There was one of the Santas, I can't remember which one it was, who got shit faced on Saint Patrick's Day at the start. Which one was it? Was that Grumpy Santa? I don't know, it might have been. I think it was. Yeah. And it was, uh, yeah, he was celebrating his 64th birthday. Yeah, because he, he'd got the card from Medicare or something. And That's right. And then you see him wake up and the first thing that he does is stroke his beard. Yeah, yeah, he just gets hammered and falls off a table. Yeah. <laughs> and then insists that the camera gets turned off now. Let's move it round to Mick Foley then. Yeah, so this is the wrestler Santa and fits in with their podcast nicely. It had lots of um, wrestlers... Jerry Lawler, um, Blue Meanie. Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer. Talking about what Foley was like backstage, his love of Christmas. But it was people saying in the 90s they'll be listening to a bit of Marilyn Manson or something to get pumped up, <laughs> some heavy metal. And then Mick Foley would come along and say, is it all right if I put my tape on? 
well, they say, yeah, go ahead, go on, yeah, get pumped. And then um, out of the speakers um, is blasted Nat King Cole. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. You know, this whole Christmas thing with McFoley, it's not a, a, a gimmick. It's I think it's his genuine thing, because, I mean, his daughter's <clears> called Noel, which is another word for Christmas, apparently. I used to think it was um, just Noel, Noel Edmonds, yeah, Mr Blobby and all that stuff. I thought it was a bit weird. I mean, this is probably just because over the years watched so much wrestling, but seeing the wrestlers in this context when it was just like, it felt like a proper serious documentary, it kind of took me out of it. It was a bit weird. It was mm. like, what the hell's Jerry Nola doing in this? <laughs> I suppose Mick Foley's gimmick was he wanted to become a Santa Claus. So he, he grew out his beard and went to Chicago to visit Santa Claus, who lived on Santa Claus Lane, and got some mentoring... He said that he was worried about finding his house and then he drove along and it was obvious. Yeah, a big red house. Big red and white house (laughs) with lots of decorations outside all year round. Yeah. He gave him like loads of advice about, you know, you've got to make sure you haven't got any nose hairs because the kids are going to be looking at you. Got to make sure the kids don't straddle you. Make sure your beard is real. Yeah, make sure you don't uh, smell. So don't eat food that's going to give you gas. Don't eat food that's going to make you smell funny. And use a nice cologne. Yeah, didn't he have some sort of um, food-flavoured cologne or something? Yeah, he wanted one that was um, chocolate chip yeah. cookie smell, apparently, but he couldn't get it. So he takes all the advice. He gets this... Um, gets santed up. Santed up. Beautifully crafted Santa suit mm. that um, millions of people have seen worldwide. <laughs> um, it was the one that he wore on Monday Night Raw. Dyes his beard. He really gets into it. He does it properly and... He's having the absolute time of his life. It was wonderful. You know what bit I liked that we've not mentioned, actually? The bit where he's met the Santa mentor. Yeah. And then he sees Roddy Piper. Oh, yeah. And he has a great conversation with Roddy Piper going, I met the real Santa. And he's showing him these pictures and Roddy's just like, right, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. fair enough. He's got that face that you can imagine with those words as well. It's, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's that kind of look that you have with um, someone who's just a bit intense at a pub who comes to talk to you, and <laughs> you don't know them, and they might be spouting off something a bit racist, but... It's usually when they're coming to say hello to your dog. Yeah, yeah, and they're, they're a bit hammered, and it's just like, yep, all right, okay, cool, yep. Mind yep. you, I remember that time a few months ago, um, we're on a night out, and... All those many times that people come up to you and start talking to you about dogs. And this uh, guy came up to you at the bus stop and he said, you know, he just started saying, you know, nice things about your dog. And you said, you just gave a generic fake name like you often do. And then this guy said, started talking about his brain damage and how he watched his father die and everything. Oh, God, I forgot about him. Yeah, that was... <laughs> we both felt really bad yeah, afterwards. because I, I was just kind of taking a piss out of him, <laughs> you wasn't were. I? But then he started talking about that and we both just felt rotten afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, his father beaten to death, that sort of thing. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, shit. Well, but he uh, had that much brain damage that he didn't seem too bothered about it. Brain injury and all that. Yeah. yeah. And well, that was... That was <laughs> so, yeah, I, I quite like the... There was, in this as well, the um, storyline of him and his younger son, Dewey... No, Louis is his little one. Yeah. Or Huey. One it, of the, it was one of the um, one ducks of the, from DuckTales. <laughs> one of the DuckTales, one of them. <laughs> yeah, that no, was Huey, that was it. And he, he basically said, oh, yeah, I had to have another 
young kid because <laughs> I couldn't take my kids to Christmas land or wherever it was anymore. <laughs> and again, I think he was just being genuine about yeah. that. He basically had a thing of getting his kid because he thought it's going to be the last year where he's going to believe in Santa. So they really want him to kind of enjoy it. So the the way took for Santa to arrive. Santa doesn't arrive. They're looking at the... You know where you can follow where Santa's going on Google? They're doing all yeah. that. Oh, but the way he does it's just brilliant. Mick Foley comes downstairs and makes a lot of noise and wakes him up and um, the kid's just, oh, I know it's you, Dad. And then there's noise coming up from upstairs and it's Chicago Santa. <laughs> and the kid's absolutely amazed by it. That was lovely. Yeah, he was just like, it's the real Santa Claus! <laughs> It's the real Santa Claus. That was delightful. Yeah. I I mean, with Mick Foley, I've always been a bit ambivalent with him. I've always liked his matches, even when he was in TNA. And then, you know, at this point, you just, as a person, start to like him a bit more. You just think, what a lovely, gentle person he is. Mm. And the overall thing you get with all of these people is just that sort of wonderful gentleness. So uh, go out and watch it. I think it's a, it was a lot of fun, that documentary. It was a lot of fun. It was very depressing at times, but a lot of fun. Yeah, It was an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> you know, you had love, you had bears, you had... Uh, polar bear. Polar bears, yeah. It had everything. Pulled pork ravioli. Yeah. Good food. A very Christian Santa. Yeah. And that uh, all that mash-up that they did with uh, Christian lyrics to a... Jingle bells. To jingle bells. That was strange. Yeah. I can't remember the lyrics, but I'm sure if you Google Christian Jingle Bells, <laughs> you'll, you'll be able to find it. Well, yeah. If, if you imagine the song Jingle Bells, but you replace it with, like, Jesus lyrics, it's so that. Isn't that blasphemous? Like, uh, Jingle Bells, Jesus smells. <laughs> <laughs> Censorship. <laughs> um, so that, that was good. Watch that. What are your favourite... Christmas specials or, or movies. They don't have to be anything to do with wrestling, just... No, no, that's fine, because um, and I'm the, good, you... the good ones generally are. <laughs> and I'm putting you on the spot here. So, so. favourite Christmas film is Die Hard. It's not a Christmas film. It's set at Christmas. It's an action film set at Christmas. That's a Christmas film. No, it's not. Fine. It does not fit into the genre of a Christmas <laughs> film. It has Christmas iconography, but it does not have a Christmas theme. OK. So right. take that back, Colin. Fine. Take that back. You know, if you want a bit of a classic, there's um, the... It's been remade so many times, but my favourite version of A Christmas Carol is the one from the late 90s starring Patrick Stewart and um, that guy out of With Nail and I as um, Cratchit. It's not as good as Muppet's Christmas Carol. Well, that's that's second on the list. Ah, I love Muppet's Christmas Carol. That's one of my favourites. But then there's... Um... We Marley, we Marley. <laughs> but then there's um, TV as well. I mean, you've got the Christmas episode of Round the Twist. OK, I'm not familiar with that. Yeah, um, basically, um, one of the kids meets something along the lines of Santa number 114,712. Right. Because there's a whole network of them. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And um, he grants them three wishes, and in the end, somebody accidentally utters a word, oh, I wish he didn't have such a big mouth, and um, Pete Twist gets his mouth shrunk and... He ends up having to go to school with his mouth the size of a little hole and everyone laughing at him. I quite like Knowing Me, Knowing Yule. That was always going to be on the list. There's um, <laughs> A Christmassy Ted as well. Yeah. And uh, the Black had a Christmas special as well. I was never a fan of that. I, 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 I mean, I, I like it. it. 
it's weird because you see what starts off as an actual nice Blackadder. And the whole gimmick about Blackadder is what a shit he is. <laughs> uh, what a conniving, self-serving person he is. And then you see nice Ebenezer Blackadder. Mm. And then he um, gets visited by three ghosts who are telling him how great he is and everything. <laughs> and then he's thinking, yes, I could be like this and I'd be a lot happier. <laughs> and uh, he just turns into um, a proper Ebenezer. That's good. I like that one. Good, good swerve. Going back to the films, Elf. I like Elf. I've never actually watched it. It's great. People keep telling me to watch it. <laughs> you need to watch Elf. I find and you need Will to watch... Ferrell really irritating. Oh, he is, he is. But he, imagine him playing an irritating elf. Yeah. It's great. Santa Claus the movie. Well, that, I was... The other one from the 80s starring Dudley Moore as and, Patch the Elf. And Santa Claus as Santa Claus. Ah, oh, awesome. Yeah. I was talking to Laura about this when um, you suggested it yesterday and um, she said that she watched it as a kid and she thought it was disgusting seeing an elf being exploited by New York hotshots <laughs> like that. This is true. And Home Alone. And Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Well, they're always going to be on the list. They're classics. Absolute classics. Being someone who was a bit of an odd kid at the time of Kevin, watching... you're such a disease! No, it's more, you're such a disease. <laughs> and then you're what the French call lazy incompetent. <laughs> but at the, um, you know, one thing that springs to mind is how shit his family is to him. Yeah. So, you know, it's no wonder he wants his family to disappear. But even when I was a kid, I was an odd kid, I could never suspend my disbelief enough to think that, you know, there's no way that the wet bandits or, as they become the sticky bandits, would survive all that. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, but he's a very clever person. He's a boring person who likes a plain cheese pizza. Just for himself. Just for him. I mean, joking it's one type of cheese as well. Just cheddar. Yeah, it's not going to be like a three cheese pizza. Yeah, that'd be ridiculous. What about the bottom Christmas special? Oh, I forgot about that. That gold, one's always... Gold Frankenstein and grrr. <laughs> yeah, no, that that one is probably t- atop my list. Yeah, I love that one. I don't know if you'll have ever seen it, the Garfield Christmas special. Nope. That's really good. I think it's from, like, probably about 87, 88, but... Yeah, fantastic. Really gets you. Really gets you sentimentally. <laughs> it's a great one. No, the bottom one, I think that's that's just brilliant. I haven't got the words to say how good that is. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it is a great one. South Park have done a few Christmas ones that I, I've enjoyed. My favourite one has to be, I think it was in Series 4, they did a episode full of Christmas songs <laughs> and they were great. I think my favourite one was Mr Garrison's Merry Fucking Christmas <laughs> and it was just telling, like... People from across the world to stop being a Muslim, stop being a Hindu, stop being a Shintoist. It's Jesus' birthday. Fair enough. Yep. And there's um, always, as well, the um, Futurama Christmas episodes yeah. with yeah. John Goodman yep. and um, LL Cool J. LL Cool J. As Kwanzaa Bot. Wow. Now, I like the um, the one with the, the evil Santa. Yeah. In, um, yeah. He, what was it? He's, he's got the list. Who's naughty and nice, and his standards just went a bit too high. <laughs> so, yeah. Did did he ever come across anyone who was? Yeah, he, you know, he gave a present to Zoidberg. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Zoidberg is the one who ends up foiling his dastardly plan because he gives him a pogo stick and he's mm. bouncing about on yeah. it, and he cuts something with his um, claws, which um, ends up bringing down Santa. Brilliant. And of course, 
there's a League of Gentlemen Christmas special. No, there isn't, John. I do not acknowledge it. Oh, I love that. <laughs> it's great. It's Santa's Papa Lazarou. How frightening. It's just... <laughs> So, like, that is the must be the darkest Christmas episode of anything ever. Yeah, it's pretty good, actually. Maybe I'm thinking of um, Apocalypse, which I don't acknowledge. Yeah, that was bad. That was bad. Like, Try, we, trying to be meta. There's, there's a lot of bad Christmas specials out there. I mean, look at Men Behaving Badly. Yeah. I was always a fan of Men Behaving Badly in the 90s, but you watch their Christmas special and, no, it's awful. Mr Bean. <laughs> yeah, I love how excited he is when he gets out of bed and starts um, making his Mr Bean noises and um, running on the spot and sending himself um, identical Christmas cards. Yeah, he's all very depressing though. <laughs> well, I think I think gets his head stuck up a turkey. I think it would be you know you could have a kind of solemn voiceover and do it as a as a bit of a documentary. Remove the laughter track. Documentary about someone living. At Christmas with mental illness. Mm. It'd just be really sad. It wouldn't it's be funny. Someone with Asperger's? Maybe. Yeah, something like Yeah, some kind of autistic spectrum illness, yeah. yeah. I think it's definitely the more social sense. Yeah. So. Mind you, he is very clever. I mean, you see, you see in that episode how um, he manages to hustle that turkey. It's a good job that he doesn't get to eat it because he got that from ill-gotten gains by... Um, <laughs> Weighing himself, weighing the turkey. It was a guess of tur- weight of the turkey thing, and yeah. you find out that he's bought a set of weighing scales just for that. <laughs> he's a dreadful man at times. Well, he's, he's mentally ill. Just <laughs> you know, just have a bit more understanding, and maybe the world will be a better place. There's also Simpsons. Well, some of their Christmas specials. I mean, wasn't the very first Simpsons episode a Christmas special? Yeah, it was. And wasn't it awful? Um, yeah. That's and then, cool. I mean, we were talking about this one recently, the one where Bart gets caught shoplifting and everything. I like that one. I don't like it when the Simpsons gets sentimental. Aww. I like the line in it where uh, he goes, You never come in the shop again, capiche? He goes, Do you understand? Everything apart from capiche. <laughs> yeah, great. Range. That that's that's fine, but the rest of the episode I just thought was a bit dull. Just a bit of a um, generic teen drama. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. You, have you got any other Christmas favourites you want to add? Uh, no, I still do think that Die Hard is a Christmas it's film. It's not a Christmas film, Colin. It must be because I've got it on my Christmas film list, and I'm going to watch it <laughs> at, at Christmas. Right, okay. Well, we'll be back next week anyway with our real Christmas episode. This is just a warm up. This is getting you in the mood. Yeah. And we've got some jingle bells, so yeah, we're taking this taking this seriously. I'm even gonna get Colin to dye his beard when he grows one. You know I can't grow a beard. <laughs> I've I've been trying for thirty five years. <laughs> you were yeah, trying I, I wanted a I wanted a beard when I was a, when I just popped out the <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. And on that, we'll uh, see you next week. Bye. Bye.